0: Welcome to the SRI Homeroom. Today, can early childhood data be a lever for equity?
1: There are so many parents and families out there that are just wanting to do the best for their kids, but are just struggling. And so that really drives me because I wanna make a stronger early childhood system for them to be able to access and have successful kids that are thriving
0: leveraging data to support young children and families, today on the SRI Homeroom. Welcome in. Hello, and welcome to the SRI Homeroom. I'm Corey Hamilton Biagas, and today I'm so happy to be joined by Howard Morrison. Howard is a national leader in early childhood education systems and data use. Welcome, Howard. Hey, Corey. Great to be here. So I definitely want to talk to you about your work with the DAISY Center, which is a national technical assistance center that supports states in using data to improve both outcomes and programs for young children with disabilities and their families. But first, let's start big. So tell me, what is the problem that you're trying to solve in your work?
1: Yeah, so I mean... I think one of the biggest issues is that we really have a fragmented early childhood care and education system within states and territories. And so what that really means is there's early childhood care and education programs in different state agencies. So whether that's Health and Human Services, the Department of Education, Social Services, specific health agencies... All those programs are ran and implemented in different state agencies in many places. Not everywhere. There are some states that are moving towards more coordinated early childhood agencies, but that's a big challenge, really.
0: So there's can- no consistency in in how the services are being provided or who is providing the services, and so that really breaks up how kids are receiving who we know if we know who is receiving services. The Data that's being collected on these kiddos, the way the data is being collected on kiddos, like it, it's interrupting those kinds of things.
1: Yeah, it's disconnected. It makes it really hard for parents because parents are trying to enroll their kids in programs and they're having to go to four different agencies potentially mm. trying to find the right services for their child. And that makes it hard. And so, layering on this programs being in different state agencies, you also have data systems that are in different state agencies. And some of them talk to each other and some of them do not. And Mm -hmm. so state uh, program administrators that are trying to make decisions for kids and families across their state makes it challenging when you're looking at that from a subset of data that's not connected with kind of a holistic view of all of the kids that are within the state that could be accessing programs and services and making the best decisions for those families.
0: So would it be something like if my cardiologist has a medical record, my primary care doctor has a medical record, my um, orthopedic doctor has a medical record, but those medical records are not connected to one another, and so none of them have a holistic understanding of what I'm going through because they each have just their version or their snapshot of my medical history.
1: Right, 100%. And maybe that information doesn't correlate to the next program. And the same kind of with like the early childhood programs, if they're in a birth to three program and then they're going into pre-K or kindergarten, sometimes those records aren't getting to the pre-K program or the kindergarten program. And so there's a big disconnect in those services.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And that just impacts the child and the families and what they have access to. And it creates a barrier that shouldn't have to be there in some ways, right?
1: absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So then what are you working on to help address or solve this sort of problem? Like, where do you fit in in navigating uh, a solution around this? Because this sounds like a very big challenge.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it is a big challenge. And so, I mean, ultimately, there's multiple approaches That I'm taking that colleagues at SRI are taking in in addressing this and some of this is through developing resources for states to use and leverage some of it's creating learning communities or working groups for states to join and participate to kind of hear and learn from each other and Mm. be able to share and lift up states that are doing things well and say oh this is working well here. These are some of the best practices and recommendations, but also this isn't working. And this is kind of a struggle for us. And sometimes that's just as critical for other states to hear because they want to hear kind of like what's happening in the trenches, really. Like, yeah. what's what's your biggest challenge? How did you overcome it? How we might be able to learn something from that and gain a little bit of insight. So you might have states or territories that are strong in a certain area, but want to learn from another state in a different specific area. So it might be around data systems and data linking and data integration. And they might have a piece of that done really well, but they might have other areas they could improve upon.
0: So one of your biggest roles is a connector, to connect states so it's like we went through this, so you don't have to. <laughs> right. Or here are some of the possibilities that we're exploring. If you, you all seem a little farther along, here's what we've been thinking about. What have you been thinking about? And creating those opportunities for them to connect with each other, talk to each other, learn from each other, and not keep doing things in isolation.
1: Right, right. You know how I talked about earlier about the system being so, like, fragmented. Well, let's talk about how we can be more connected, and so who are the people that you need to connect to to help improve and kind of streamline some of those processes and improve upon that work? So whether that's within your, your team, your within your agency, it could be different partners or departments within your agency, it could be cross-agency. And are there existing kind of cross-agency work groups or councils that you might be able to leverage to bring this work up or to help facilitate that change?
0: Mhm. So other than serving as a connector and a collaborator, what other kinds of ways do you and the Daisy Center provide support to states? What are some of the other tools, resources, strategies, other ways that we that you can do that?
1: Yeah, so right now I'm working with a group, a team that have developed an equity product and it's really looking at embedding equity throughout a data inquiry cycle. So thinking about what are kind of some best strategies and approaches that a state administrator, a state lead, state staff could take at different steps within that process. And that...
0: What's a data inquiry cycle?
1: So a data inquiry cycle um, is thinking about kind of the planning and design for the data collection, the actual Mm. data collection. So the analysis and interpretation of that data Um, the reporting of that data, the dissemination of that data. And then the biggest piece is like the taking action of that data. So we often, states will often really focus on kind of the planning of the collection and some of the analysis interpretation, but we really want to get to that piece where they're actually taking action, talking with their state teams about what are they seeing when they look at the data? Are they seeing any inequities? about children that are accessing services and how does that look when it's being broken out by race, ethnicity and what community partners do we need to bring in to have those conversations to get kind of deeper into the story about what's actually happening. And so the product is really kind of a tool for states to take and be able to meet with their teams and say, oh, we could take this kind of tip in consideration and integrate that into our daily practice. We might be able to also work with our research and evaluation team and think about how we might use these considerations and recommendations when we're interpreting and analyzing our data. Also, you know, we might work with our reporting team and thinking about how might we be able to report on this so it's more clear for the individuals that are going to be using this data because is it going to be geared towards state administrators or policymakers? Or is this going to be for regional or local education agencies or maybe parents? And those are completely different views and different perspectives and need to have those kind of considerations and thought that's put into it to make that usable. And to be able to think about what those actions could be taken are going to differ kind of depending on that audience.
0: Right. So the idea of kind of embedding equity, accessibility, and the nuances around how we collect information, report out information. Who are we trying to get it to? We don't want to share things to parents that are really written for researchers. And we need to be thinking about that from the beginning so that it's not, we don't get to the end. It's like, oh, well, this is what it is. We can help them figure it out if we're, we're integrating that thinking from the,
1: from the beginning.
0: From the beginning.
1: Right. Ooh, right.
0: That sounds really intriguing.
1: Yeah. And it's not like it's something that just stops. It's a, it's a continuous cycle and continuous process that happens over time. So, I mean, data collections happen every year. So you're going to be having uh, data that's collected and it's going to potentially look different. And there's going to be things that come up that might impact your data over that period of time.
0: Right. And so part of this inquiry process and this equity focus is to support states in looking back and saying this is continuously improving. We are going to take this information ongoing. We're going to create some actions. We're going to figure out how do we measure if this action is working or not and go back to where we started and say, okay, this one's working. How do we expand that? How do we keep it moving? Right,
1: right, right. And we build in kind of some key things that make that successful. So like focusing on Data leadership and like a culture of data use within state organizations, you know, that some states have a really strong culture of data use and some states, you know, have some improvement that they can do. But what does that look like? And so I think just having open conversations about that and building that culture within your teams where this is something that's built into our yearly planning um, that actually occurs monthly or whenever the timing works out. But that's really something for states to kind of build upon, but also thinking about how do parents, so how do families, how do partner agencies fit into that engagement?
0: That sounds so comprehensive. And I feel like that can't all be in one single tool. Is that in one product or are there other things connecting? That sounds so rich and deep.
1: Right, right. So it's a lot to take on, right? So one of the great things about the product is it does connect to the other DAISY resources um, that DAISY has to offer. So it has the data linking toolkit. It has the data visualization toolkit. It has a lot of the other DAISY resources that are available. So embedded in each stage has additional resources to go a little bit deeper. So like the data use piece, so we have a look, think, act resource that really helps states kind of think about what are the questions we need to ask when we're looking at data? How do we kind of think about that and then act upon that and take action? So it is kind of a lot in there, but there's a lot of resources to be able to dig deeper. And, you know, this is really kind of an introductory entry level resources start off you know i think we Mm -hmm. have plans for next steps some ideas of how we might be able to take that further but we really wanted something for states to have something that's tangible that they can really take and use something that's concrete and be like oh this makes sense to me i could actually take these recommendations these best practices and think about how it applies when i'm planning and designing my data collection or when i'm thinking about Disseminating my data to my local education agencies, or submitting that or sending that to parents and families.
0: Mm. That sounds awesome, and sounds like such a wonderful, useful resource for states to be able to leverage, like immediately. Because even if they're not thinking about the whole cycle, just being able to access, how do I create a culture of data use? How? What does this look, think, act? You know. Having those elements in one thing. So when you're ready for the bigger tool, you already have some introduction into the processes. That sounds incredible. So I'm wondering, you all are creating these wonderful products, these tools, you're connecting folks, you're providing some really lovely support. So if this goes well and we work ourselves out of a job, what would that look like? What would the future look like if the data was linked properly and the systems were taught? Like, what what would be the ideal kind of landscape for that early childhood space from your perspective?
1: Well, I think, I mean, if all the data was linked across each early care and education system, you know, states would have... That cross-agency data, they'd know all the children within their birth-to-five system or birth-to-eight system, however they want to define it. Um, but they would be able to look at that data and see, oh, we have a large population of, you know, pick-your-race-ethnicity that might not be accessing services. How can we actually create and develop an outreach plan to ensure that we're having equitable programs and services throughout our states and territories? And thinking about that critically and a continuous process and in ways to be able to improve that. So it's really so all kids can have access to high quality programs and services. I mean, that's kind of the ultimate, ultimate goal, but not having the access to the data and not having kind of the, the mental model to be able to think about, you know, where there might be inequities and where there might be kind of potential biases in how you are looking and reading and analyzing data and kind of having open conversations about that. And I think just engaging folks from different backgrounds that have those different perspectives that might be able to say, oh, you know, we might be able to approach this differently in this community because it has a different makeup in that community. And That one community looks different from the next, but be able to have those kind of open conversations and think strategically about how to address that, you know, would be wonderful.
0: Yeah. And thinking about not only who is there, but really who's not there and how do we ensure that those people who aren't here are here? (laughs) How do we get them here so that they're part of the conversation? They're part of the community. They know what's available to them.
1: Right. Right. If we're able to see we have X number of demographics in this area, but we're not seeing them accessing any services, that's a big red flag. Yes. Um, but some programs aren't able to even identify those red flags mm-hmm. because they don't have the data to be able to see
0: that. Mm-hmm. So this sounds like quite a mammoth uh, body of work. What keeps you coming back to this space, to doing this work?
1: I mean, I, I love it. And I, I think about it from the lens of previous work. And I heard from a lot of parents and families and over the years hearing the challenges, really horror stories of not accessing services and programs that they could otherwise be eligible and just struggling navigating the system. So that's kind of my driving force is knowing that there's so many parents and families out there that are just wanting to do the best for their kids but are just struggling. And so that really drives me because I want to make a stronger early childhood system for them to be able to access and have, you know, successful kids that are thriving.
0: That why is, you can feel it in the way that you speak about your work, that that desire to really create space for everyone in that early childhood system. I can hear it in how you're describing the work you're doing, the urgency that I hear in your voice around the necessity to be able to access all the information possible to ensure that we can support young children and families throughout states and across the United States. And so if there was a big message to share with the listeners, around data use or data systems or early childhood broadly, what would be the Howard Morrison last stance message? Like, I just need you to know this. I need you to be thinking about this. So,
1: I mean, I think there's two things that come to mind. Uh, Building strong relationships. So really thinking about developing those relationships with individuals within your agency, within your team, across agency. I mean, that really helps build the foundation to be able to move any kind of work forward. And then secondly, don't feel like you need to do everything all at once. Mm -hmm. Pick a priority, focus on that. You may be wanting to integrate two different program level data. Start there, build small, and then keep adding to that then you continue to build and formulate those relationships. And then you can expand over a period of time. Nothing has to be done within that one year period. Think about what you can do in one year, what you can then do in three years, what you can then do in five years and have that plan of how to kind of expand and improve upon that. But start somewhere and starting small is fine.
0: Oh, I love it. Thank you. Uh, Relationships, relationships, relationships and just start. It doesn't have to be the all of it. Just start and we can keep growing. Yeah. Oh, wow. Thank you, Howard, for joining us today. It has been an absolute pleasure.
1: Thanks for having me, Corey. It's been great being able to chat with you.
0: Thank you all for listening to the SRI Homeroom. We will see you all next time. Take care. Thank you for joining us on the SRI Homeroom, produced by SRI Education, a division of SRI. Our guest today was Howard Morrison, an early childhood technical assistance specialist with SRI Education. Learn more about Howard and his work in today's show notes. You can find a transcript of today's show or browse our entire archive of episodes by visiting srieducationnews.org. You can also connect with us on social media, with the links in today's show notes. The views expressed in today's podcast belong solely to the participants and do not represent the views of SRI or any organizational funder or partner.